get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. All right, welcome back to Rivs and BK. Uh, BK out again today on assignment. We're having him work on some grilling skills at the neighbor's house because he's not allowed on the grill at his girlfriend's parents' house. <laughs> now, I'm joined by Alex Ferrario and DJ Dirty Elbows, T-Bone, who's working the pit for us today, doing a fantastic job. We are going to now venture out onto the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. And I use that term very loosely because I love this man, but I'm not sure if he's a celebrity we're welcoming in Jeremy Rutherford. JR, how you doing today? I'm doing well, and we can put an end to that right now. No way uh, close to a celebrity. But, hey, I do owe you some thanks, Riv. I know I sent you a text earlier this week, but uh, I was an energy drink guy. You saw me drinking an energy drink at practice the other day, and you said, listen, dude, you got to back off of those. And I did, so I'm about eight, nine days in a row uh, without one, so uh, I owe it all to you. Thanks, buddy. Oh, well, good, buddy. Hey, listen, I I didn't know how bad they were making me feel until I stopped drinking them, and I feel a whole lot better. So, listen, power to you, buddy. I know that you're trying to uh, get yourself in tip-top shape and be healthy, and uh, that's all we want from you, Jr. Yep, no, appreciate it, appreciate it. So how are you guys doing? Well, we're doing good. We had the chance to talk to David Perron earlier today. Uh, okay. It was a quick talk, but he gave us some really good stuff, and and basically, he, he kind of let us know that the Blues know as a team right now, the players specifically, and Craig Berube as well, obviously, but they know they're not where they need to be. And David Perron, actually, he, he verbatim said, we didn't deserve to win that game against Colorado. And I view that as a positive, JR. I view that as something that if the Blues recognize where they are right now, I think that's a sign of good things to come. Yeah, I think too, and uh, I think so too. And David Prime said that on the Zoom call after the game the other night. He said the bounce went their way, and quite frankly, the the bounce should have gone their way. We weren't the the good team tonight. And so uh, I think that's uh, really good awareness on his part. And, hey, listen, we knew it was going to take the Blues a little bit of time to ramp up. Uh, Just some thoughts. I wrote a piece the other night after the game that was a little critical just saying, you know, keep in mind this isn't 2019. Not everything works out the way you hope that it will, and, you know, those magical moments don't always happen. But where I'm coming from is we heard for weeks and weeks that uh, the Blues needed to get to their game quickly. This is a different style of tournament, as we all know. So are they afforded some extra time because of the exhibition, because of the Uh, round-robin games, for sure they are. But you look around and you watch these other games and teams are starting to get to what they do, and we haven't seen that from the Blues until that third period. So uh, I feel like the Blues are still in good shape, obviously. They're aware of what's going on, uh, but they need to ramp it up and and get going uh, pretty quickly. Well, JR, we talked about this on pregame Sunday night about Perron's comments of, you know, you haven't seen what we're doing in practice in terms of the physicality and ramping things up. I'm just curious from your perspective after watching this, Ribs and I have talked a lot about it, but the physicality seemed like it was an issue. It started to pick up the pace against the Avalanche, but watching some of these other teams, do you feel like the Blues can get back to that level as fast as they need to? 
Yeah, I think they can, and I think they probably will. And, you know, one game isn't, uh, you know, a sign that things aren't going to come together. Uh, the game against Colorado, the first couple periods, it's just a little disappointing when you interview, uh, let's just say, uh, David Prawn after that exhibition game. And uh, he said that, hey, the past two practices after the loss to Chicago were unreal. They were up-tempo, high pace, good intensity. We're going to be fine when we play Colorado. Craig Bruby said same thing. When the games matter, I think we're going to be fine. And then you watch the first uh, 30 minutes of that game, and you just don't see it. You don't see the aggressiveness. You don't see the forecheck. That's what their bread and butter is. That's what they're going to have to get to. You started to see signs of it in the third period, like David Perron said. So all you can do if you're a Blues fan is believe in them because they've given us uh, you know, so much experience and moments and times where they said we'll be fine. And you know, over a course of time, they wound up being okay. All right, we're talking to Blues Insider for The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford. You can also find him at on Twitter at J.P. Rutherford. J.R., you talk about practices and getting the amount of time in to get back to your back game. Vince Dunn was a player that didn't get a lot of practice. In fact, got minimal time in training camp until they actually were in the bubble in Edmonton. His first game back the other night, played right away, uh, for the St. Louis Blues left side with Justin Falk, I think he looked pretty darn good. To me, you know, youth on his side, of course, but I thought he looked pretty good. And in your opinion, where do you think the Blues are going to be headed with this ultimately with those bottom 3D being Justin Falk, Robert Bortuzzo, and Vince Dunn? Yeah, it's going to be something because I didn't expect him to play. I was uh, admitting that a, a couple of days ago uh, when he did play. Craig Bruby said that everybody was available, but he kind of in the same sentence said, you know, Vince hasn't had a ton of practice time, but they had a chat and Vince said, hey, I want to play. And Craig Bruby said, look, if we're going to get Vince done going for this tournament, we got to get him some action. So they got him in there. He's got the Jets. He can skate. Uh, they got him in there against a fast Colorado team. I thought he was you know, really good for – uh, first game playing 15 minutes and also what it does is it puts uh, you know a familiar face on that left side wrist and that third pair it allows him to move Justin Falk back to the right side he was playing on the left when they had Bortuzzo in there and in terms of what it does this is a situation the Blues have had for a couple of years now is just so much depth especially uh, five six seven defensemen Bortuzzo you like him you like what he brings but a lot of times he's going to be uh, perhaps that odd man out. So I think what they have right now is probably what they're going to roll with uh, the next game or two, unless they want to get some other guys in, get some action. You know, the question is going to continue to be for me, you know, can Carl Gunnarsson keep pace with Alex Petrangelo? He's not going to play the minutes, of course, but ha- can he continue to be a solid defensive uh, paired up guy with Petrangelo or else are they going to have to move Falk up and, and kind of move things around? So I think that's the thing to watch if you're watching this Blues defense. JR, and again, we're talking with Jeremy Rutherford, the Blues beat writer for The Athletic. You can find all of his work and The Athletic or at J.P. Rutherford on Twitter. Uh, JR, we can all agree that Jordan Bennington was phenomenal in that game against the Colorado Avalanche. Unfortunately, he did take the loss. I'm curious your perspective. Do you think we see Jake Allen in either Thursday's game against Vegas or Sunday's game against Dallas? Yeah, I would think so. I really do. I think that uh, Craig Ruby said that they're both going to have to get some action. I know they split time in that exhibition game. Uh, Jordan Bennington's looked uh, phenomenal. Uh, two periods against Chicago and then the uh, the game uh, the other night against Colorado. I mean, that game's not one nothing. It's not 1-1 for as long as it was without uh, Jordan Bennington. So he's going to be your guy once the playoffs start, once that first round starts. But I think you got got to get Jake a little more action. 
you know, you don't foresee a reason why you'd have to pull Bennington with as good as he's looked, but it's a long two months, as we all know. And Craig Bruby has said that, uh, you know, guys are going to have a little bit of a shorter leash uh, because of the way that this uh, tournament sets up. And so, you know, he's not talking about Jordan Bennington when he says that, but you might have to go to Jake Allen at some point uh, during the first, second round, however far they make it. So I think it'd be wise to get Jake Allen some action. JR was Vladdy Tarasenko's second game back the other night, his first game. I thought that he looked really good. Um, and the game against Colorado, you know, not vintage Tarasenko. And I guess where I want to go with this is the only goal the Blues have scored so far in this postseason or whatever you want to call it, this round robin, has been a power play goal. They've scored one goal, it's been a power play goal, and it was the first unit, David Perron, scoring that goal. What did you see out of Vladimir Tarasenko the other night? He looked frustrated to me, and I couldn't tell if he was frustrated because... He's not getting the power play reps, or if he's just frustrated with his own play, or gosh, it could have been both, JR. Could have been both, probably was both, Riv. Uh, I thought that that first game, the exhibition game, he gets his feet under him, uh, got a couple shots off. I think he led the team with five shots. He didn't get engaged in any contact after the game. Craig Ruby's still you know, hoping to see Tarasenko test that shoulder because he's not going to be able to be the player he is until he tests that, until he feels comfortable. The second game, I, I think you wanted to see more, not just from him, from that line. Uh, I think it was a step back. Uh, those guys only had two shots on goal combined for the line. Jaden Schwartz, Braden Shen, Vladimir Tarasenko, two shots. Uh, at even strength. They they played less than uh, 14 and a half minutes, all three of them. That's unheard of. These guys are usually, you know, 16, 17 minutes. Craig Bruby said yesterday, I, I didn't realize that they played that little, but I don't know if that's a uh, coach speak or what, but they didn't look good. And the thing is, they're just not doing anything with the puck. You get into the offensive zone uh, and they're, they're not skating well with it. They're not moving it. They're, they're not getting set up to where they can create anything one and done kind of like the rest of the team right now, but you need to rely on these guys even more so. Uh, so uh, you got to see uh, some progress from that line, or Craig Burby at some point is going to have to uh, look at the idea of changing things up a little bit. JR, a player that stuck out to me in Sunday's game was Ivan Barbashev. He had seven hits on that fourth line. He was creating some offense with Alexander Steen and Oscar Sundquist. Without him, and we don't know when he's going to be gone, we just know that he is going to be leaving the bubble at some point because of the birth of his first child. Um, how will this t- team continue to go without Barbashev? Do you think he's going to have an effect with without being there in the lineup? And a follow-up to that, who do you think we see there other than McEachern? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because Barbashev, you know, when you think of the top four or five Blues forwards, you don't think of Ivan Barbashev. But he's just such a key cog on that line with Sunquist and Steen. And obviously we know what a motor uh, Sunquist has and how when he plays well, the team seems to play well. And, you know, Steen, a veteran on that other side, you might not see some of the things that he does and makes uh, other players better. Uh, but you look at that left side, Barbashev, uh, he could be missing for the next game. Vegas, we don't know. He could leave any day now when he comes back to St. Louis for that, that delivery. Uh, but So it looks like it's going to be McEachern. He did not play the other night, but Craig Ruby has told us when, when Ivan Barbashev leaves, it's going to be a McEachern. So, Alex, I think he'll get that first crack, and we'll just have to see how he plays to see if they need to uh, look at the rest of the lineup and, and look at, into bringing somebody else in. But I think it's going to be McEachern's job 
uh, as soon as Barbashev leaves. Well, JR, we look forward to seeing the Blues Thursday night against the Golden Knights and uh, look forward to seeing uh, if some of these things come to fruition for the boys and if they can get back to the game that we know they can play and have some success. So, JR, look, uh, I know you're a busy guy, a lot of stuff going on right now. We really appreciate you taking the time here to chat with us today. Uh, go enjoy your day and remember, stay off those energy drinks. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys.